Hello everyone, Java coming at you with our ninth episode. Today we are excited to invite two new guests for our second guest show, Kelly Casino and Caricia Rodriguez, my former students, to revisit the topic, making your own path in life. What a great discussion, here we go. Welcome back, everyone. I am really excited about today. We have a wonderful discussion with two of my former students, Kaylee and Caricia. Both of them were in my class five years ago. They are now, they've gone through college. One of them is a nurse in North Carolina. The other one is also a nurse, but working on getting her PA, working on becoming a PA. And just really proud of both of them for how much they've accomplished in life, how far they've come in life. It really is truly an amazing thing for for a teacher when they revisit their students after so many years to find out what is going on in their lives. Because you see so much potential in your students. And when you see that that potential is being reached. It's just a wonderful thing that you really can't put into words. And for us to have this discussion and for us to be able to talk about, really, (laughs) they're going through it right now, going through trying to figure out their path in life. It's a wonderful thing. So yes, we are revisiting the topic that we covered a a few weeks ago. When I talked about making your own path in life, and it was such an exciting topic at the time, I was really into it. I mean, I remember during the podcast, I was just going off on all these tangents because I was so excited about it, and I just come off that high of being with the students in class, the seniors at my school, and talking with them about it, and it was just a wonderful experience there, and then I did the podcast, and now taking what I talked about on the podcast and really relating it to two individuals that are really going through a very critical time in their lives right now where they're in their early to mid-20s and they're trying to figure out their lives and they're trying to figure out their careers and their path in life. And it's just a wonderful discussion. I cannot speak highly enough of these two. I've known them for years now and they are just two of the most genuine, down-to-earth people that you'll ever meet, two individuals that are extremely successful, and I talk about that in the podcast, and that really, I I do, I I hope when people listen to them talk, I really hope that they walk away and be like, wow, these two, they they really got their stuff together. They really know where they want to go in life, and more importantly, how to achieve it. And it's a wonderful discussion. I hope all of you enjoy it. So here we go. Uh, So welcome. We have Kaylee and we have Carissa, and these are two of my former students. They were absolutely wonderful, wonderful students, and more importantly than that, absolutely two amazing people that I love and cherish so much, and they've always kept in touch with me, and so it's wonderful to have them on this podcast. Um, I would like for each of you to introduce yourselves, tell the audience a little bit about yourselves. So Kaylee, why don't you go first, and uh, tell us a little about yourself, and then uh, Carissa. All right. So hi, I'm Kaylee. Um, I graduated in in 2016 and went to Lewis University here in Romeoville, Illinois. I graduated this past December with my degree in biology. And right now I'm kind of in the process of applying to different PA schools. And I want to go on to eventually become a PA in either internal medicine or working in an emergency room. And hello, I'm Carissia. I also graduated NEQA in 2016, and I went to college at the Citadel, which is a military academy in Charleston, South Carolina. And from there, I graduated, well, I graduated in 2020 virtually. And then I went up to Raleigh, and I'm an oncology nurse at Duke Raleigh Hospital currently. Well, both of you are doing wonderful things. That's absolutely wonderful to hear what you've been doing since NEQA, and that's, of course, what we're going to get into today. 
So I'm very excited to start that conversation with you both. By the way, do you guys have AirPods or anything? Because apparently the recording is better with AirPods and stuff. Like I got my mic right here, so I'm using that. Okay. Um, can you hear me? Wait, who's talking? Wait, did you just? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, Kaylee. Okay. Well, connected to my phone. Let me retry. No worries. Take your time. Like I said, I can cut all those out. No worries. Why is only one ear Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay, it's just in one ear, but I guess we'll count that. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> Kaylee, talk again. Hello. Okay, perfect. Okay, yeah. Okay, we're good now. Okay. All right, let's continue on. All right, so great. So let's go ahead and get into it. So as you know, I did a podcast a little bit ago on making your own path in life. And I think that this really suits both of you because... Both of you guys just told us about what you guys have been doing since college. I'm sorry, since Niqua. And so I guess my first question for you is what career aspects, like wh what future do you see for yourself as of right now? And I think we'll start from there and build from there. So whoever wants to go first. I guess I'll go. Um, so... I know we mentioned earlier when we were catching up that I want to go back to school and eventually get my MBA because I see myself more in administrative work versus bedside nursing because bedside nursing is very physically demanding. And I don't I don't understand how people do that for 30 plus years. I don't see myself doing that. So I would like to do maybe administrative work, some type of leadership position, or I am also very interested in just like research studies in general. I find almost all of them very fascinating. If it's a topic that I like, so maybe I'll end up in research at some sort, but just with nursing, you can really go anywhere. I can get different certifications. If I kind of don't like this floor anymore, I can just go to a different floor. So for me, the options are really endless at this point. So <laughs> it really just depends, I guess, on how I'm feeling and what I want to be doing at that time. Awesome. Awesome. Good, Kaylee. So for me right now, I'm obviously not technically in my career. Um, so once I finish schooling for PA school, I know I definitely just want to be you know, either working in like a clinical setting or if I do an emergency room uh, setting, kind of just, you know, on the floor making rounds. I just know I want to see a variety of different people and be able to, you know, help address all different kinds of problems and help them find a solution to feel better. Um, you know, I've kind of always known that I wanted to be some sort of like a caretaker or someone who helps, you know, just make someone feel better. So I've always known that my path was something in healthcare, helping to you know, assist people who are sick. So I really think that being, I think anything in, you know, PA or nursing or anything in healthcare, you have a lot of options. And I know just my angle, I want to be able to work with a variety of different patients of different ages and different sicknesses to help, you know, help them feel better, basically. Awesome. Awesome. First of all, I think both of you are doing great things for not only for yourselves, but for society to help others. So I think I, I commend you for about that alone. Um, but so my big question here right now to, to really kick off is how did you arrive at this decision? How did you, how'd you navigate or find this pathway that you guys are both going to set out on? And Krista, we can start with you first, but how did you arrive at this? How'd you know that this is the pathway you want to go, Krista? So initially in high school, I wanted to do psychology because I also had that inkling to just help people. I wanted to help people. So I was like, oh, psychology would be super cool. You know, I could be a psychologist. I could help people with like mental health issues, different things like that. And then it was actually in anatomy with you when I was like, wait, the human body is super freaking cool. I was like, I definitely want to do something in healthcare. And then I was Aww. like, I don't want to go to med school. I don't really want to be a doctor because even now seeing it, doctors obviously are in a very big part of the pathway of care, but they're not really that direct contact care every single day. And I wanted to have a bigger impact where I was doing something every single day on a personal level with people. So that's how I came to nursing is what kind of put that all together for me. So, so anatomy was really drove me into like the healthcare aspect because I just loved how fascinating the human body was in general. That makes me feel 
I'm very humbled to hear what you said. Thank you so much. Okay, awesome. Awesome. So that's great, Chris. Okay, go ahead, Kaylee. Um, so actually similar for me too, in high school, I was kind of stuck between if I wanted to go into healthcare or go into um, like education. So when I took your class, I was also taking the Wildcats preschool class. Um, so I was trying to, you know, figure out which path I wanted to go, whether, you know, whether it be more science or education. And, um, you know, obviously I loved working with the little kids and, you know, it was cute and fun, but learning anatomy and just really diving into it. And just, I think having you as a teacher, making it such a unique class. And it was just, it was more than just learning about the human body. Um, it really inspired me to want to go the healthcare route. And um, yeah, so I decided on, at first I was kind of stuck between then like nursing or PA or, you know, there was all different routes to go, but I settled on PA. Um, but yeah, I definitely think just having kind of that nurturing personality, it was hard for me to decide what to do with it. But I know like healthcare is definitely the way to go. And definitely your class was kind of what sealed the deal for that with me. Well, I, and I want the audience to know, it's not like I went and purposely saw you draw be like, hey, they're going to talk about how awesome my class was. Like, I, <laughs> so, but I am very humbled by you too. I do love you too both so much. Um, but it's not, I mean, both of your stories, tell me if I'm wrong here, but it sounds like, you were able to figure out your paths on your own. Am I correct? Or were you pushed or encouraged, whether it be by family members or people around you, friends, family, whoever it may be, like, what, what, like, how was that? You know what I'm saying? Do you feel like you've made your own path or do you feel like you were more encouraged or do you think it was a little bit of both? So why don't we go ahead with you, Kaylee, first? Um, I know for me, I had like a little inspirational moment when I was younger. Um, so my dad's a podiatrist, and he does rounds in nursing homes. So there would be times when I was younger, where he'd have to go, you know, later at night after picking me up from preschool. So I'd go with him to these nursing home rounds. And I just always remember kind of being in that setting at a young age, not fully understanding, you know, why are these people in a nursing home? Why are they sick? What is you know, what's wrong with them? And it always just kind of made me feel, I guess, sad in a way. And I thought to myself, okay, well, it'd be cool to, you know, when I'm older, I'd be cool to go and be able to take care of them and help them feel better. And that always just kind of resonated with me. Um, my dad was never like, you have to go into healthcare. I think he definitely was very supportive of if I decided to. But say anyone ever... Um, necessarily influenced my decision. It was more so just something that always resonated with me. And I kind of knew that I just wanted to go into it from a young age. Um, but that's definitely having that support system from my dad and the rest of my family. Um, it was definitely great and helped, you know, help me feel more secure in my decision. But yeah, no, I would say it was kind of more so my own personal decision. Awesome. Go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, um, my family's had a lot of health issues when I was growing up. My sister had open heart surgery. My mom had thyroid cancer and my dad actually had blood clots. So for all of those, I was kind of in and out of the hospital a lot as a kid. And I always saw the care that, you know, my family got through the nurses and the doctors and everything like that. And I guess I don't really think I realized how much that impacted me until I was in anatomy. And I was like, oh, wait, I could go into nursing and kind of give that care back to other people that I had received. And I think that was a big part in it, but that's kind of like an indirect influence as far as just like parents and someone directly making a path for me. My parents were never really, they obviously pushed me, but it was more push me to achieve and do good things and get good grades versus exactly what they wanted me to do. And quite frankly, I'm the black sheep of my family when it comes to the job. Both my sister's an accountant, my dad's an accountant, my mom's a business analyst. So they're all kind of more in that in the office type job business side of things where I was like, Oh yeah, I just want to go take care of people all day long. So they, I think it was definitely me, but my parents always encouraged me kind of wherever I wanted to go. As long as I hate to say it met their standards, but as long as it was, you know, not something that was just kind of, I don't know how to describe it, but just kind of like teetering around, I guess you would say they wanted me to have a path, have a job, have things set up, but they were just encouraging me to get there. Yeah. And, you know, hearing both of your stories, I, this is what comes to mind, right? And, I, to, and I'm 
you know, I'm writing down notes here as you guys are talking because I think it's really fascinating what you guys are saying. It sounds to me like from what you said, and I know Kelly, you really ended up your last points when you said this. It sounds to me like you guys both created your own paths, right? Like you guys both made this decision on your own to be like, this is the path I want to go. Am I correct when I say that? Now, yeah. bec- because that was the case, do you like? Does that make you feel more passionate or more? Do you find yourself being more motivated or? You know, and I know that takes some self-reflection here, but like, do you find that it is, of course, better that your parents, because I know both of you guys talk about your parents and your, how your family's all that, does it make you feel better that they, in essence, supported your decision, but didn't push you or anything to like follow money or follow a certain pathway or follow this? I mean, you guys want to talk about that a little bit, either of you? Christy, why don't we start with you first? Yeah, I definitely think that was a good thing because, you know, you hear those stories about kids that are like, oh my dad just wants me to do this or, you know, he has a job lined up for me. So that's what I'm going to school for. Then they go into it and end up hating it and different things like that. And I think it's really great that my parents were always just make sure you're getting a good job and doing what you really like. Cause my mom really likes what she does. My dad likes being an accountant. So for them, it was just like, find something that you like and go ahead and go and do that. And they were always supportive of me through the entire thing. So it's nice knowing that. And I definitely think it does make me more passionate because it's not something that I feel like I was forced into, I was thrown into because I genuinely love nursing. I love taking care of people. So for me, on those good days, it makes me want to be that much better of a nurse and different things like that. Because I'm like, this is what I chose to do. This is what I wanted to do. So it really helped. Awesome. Go ahead, Kaylee. Yeah, I I definitely agree with everything Carissa said. I think, um, you know, coming to those decisions on our own rather than having a parent kind of tell you, like, this is what we think you should do. I think naturally that just makes you more passionate about, you know, whether it was the studying aspect of it or now the working aspect of it, you just have like that natural born passion about your career path rather than, oh, this is what mom and dad want me to do. So I have to just do it to make them happy. Um, Because I know I have plenty of peers from, you know, high school or college, and I'm sure Christia has the same. And even you probably know people who started one path because, oh, this is what my parents are pushing for. And then either, you know, change their majors halfway through college or they got to their career and they were like, this isn't what I want to do for my life. So, you know, whether they go back to school and change it or just change their degrees, um, I think it definitely helps if you make that decision on your own because you have that passion and you want to you know, be motivated to do well and succeed in your career rather than, oh, I'm just doing this to make someone else happy. Absolutely. And I, and I think that, and I, and I know this isn't what you were saying, Kelly. So I think I just want to tell the audience, like, I think to go back and let's, let's say you pick a career or major and you later find out that, oh, this isn't for me. I would be the first to say, hey, we support you. Go back to school, get a degree, get a, find a major, find a career that is you are excited about, right? We definitely support that. But I think that, Kelly, you make a great point there in saying that, you know, you're, you and Chrissia are both figuring out, because you guys both were able to figure it out on your own and you were able to make this decision on your own, it definitely, as you both said, made you more motivated, more passionate to do it, gave you more of an interest in it. Am I correct when I'm saying that? If you either two yeah. want to go? Yep. Absolutely. So, and it also sounds to me like, you know, and maybe you can tell the audience what, because it, it sounds to me like the way that you guys figured out, because I know I get that question a lot, like, how do you figure out what you want to do with your life? How do you figure out what career, what pathway you want to go down? It sounds to me like you two just experience things. And by having different experiences throughout your life, you're able to put those pieces together and eventually figure out what you want to do. Am I correct when I say that? You know, go yeah, ahead, Chrissy, why don't you go ahead, Kayla, why don't you start first? Oh, well, I was just going to say, I think, um, you know, having experiences throughout your life, but also I know for me, a big thing was kind of taking a step back and looking, okay, what are my strengths? What are my, you know, key personality traits? What could I, you know, use to play to my strengths in a certain career? I know for me, I'm not someone who can sit still and just follow, you know, a set of rules and just like be, you know, not in the cubicle, but I knew for me, I wanted to be up on my feet, walking around, 
interacting with people. You know, I love, I'm a people person. I love talking to people and I love thinking outside the box. So for me, it was more so what can I do to, you know, use that, those parts of my personality and make it into a lifelong career rather than just picking something kind of like what you said for the money or just to make, you know, my parents happy or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think for me, it was just more so finding something that I could use the big parts of my personality and, you know, the things about me that I love and put it into a career and, you know, kind of apply that. Awesome. Awesome. Chris, you want to add to it? Like what, what made you like, what experience like that? Go ahead. Yeah, I definitely think it's experiences for sure. And like Kaylee said, looking at your personality uh, for me, I told my parents, I was like, I want to help people and I don't want to sit in an office all day. Those are my things when I was deciding what I wanted to do. I wanted things to be different. I didn't want to sit, you know, because I saw my dad and my mom go to work every day, come back, you know, go in their office, come back. And that's what they like to do. But for me, I was like, I can't do this. I was like, I can't look at a computer screen all day, which granted nursing part of it is looking at the computer screen. But I also like the adrenaline, like a little bit of the adrenaline, especially in situations in the hospital where a patient's deteriorating quickly or, you know, we have to have like a code blue situation that that adrenaline, I mean, it's very unfortunate, but the adrenaline is like, afterward, you're kind of like, whoa, okay. So for me, I think it was definitely experiences and just knowing like, those were the things I wanted in a job and then kind of looking from there. So it was that those couple things and then going to anatomy, I was like, okay, healthcare. And then it was like, okay, what aspect of healthcare? I didn't want to go to school for longer. So I was like, all right, no, I'm not going to be a surgeon, not going to be a doctor because I don't want to go there were so many years of school and, you know, then residencies and different things after that. I wanted to be done after college and give myself a break. Yeah. I, I, I think that we cannot underestimate like what you guys are both saying that you realize what your strengths and weaknesses were. You had so you had all these experiences and by putting all those pieces together, you're able to figure out what you want to do. Like, I don't know if you guys remember, <laughs> you probably don't, but on the first day of class every year, I always give a PowerPoint about my life. And the whole thing is a build up to why I'm a teacher today. And it was all me laying out the experiences I had coaching football, working at a summer camp, having my sophomore English teacher, Mr. Anderson, how, how much he influenced me. And then also, and I think you make a great point bringing that up, Kaylee, is that also doing some self-reflection and realizing what are my strengths and weaknesses? What do I like and what I don't like? And I know, Chris, that you had that like, you're like, I don't want to do this. Like, like I saw this and I knew that I did not want to do it. And for me, that was very evident to me too. Like I knew that I could not work in a cubicle, just like you said too, Chris. Like I knew that I had to be engaged with people and, you know, actively involved with them. And that's what led me to become a teacher. So I think both of you, if I'm not mistaken, you guys are both, you guys both took that same route, right? So what are your motivating factors now like like because you always get the question is money and i'm gonna be very blunt with you guys is money a motivating factor for why you guys are choosing the career you are or is it something that oh it's nice to have on the side but really i'm following my passion or is it more like no like money is important i mean i think we need to be honest with ourselves too so do either you guys want chris why don't you start first with this one i mean i feel like just at this point and living, you know, and being an adult, money is definitely a factor in everything. You can't live without having money. And for me, like I grew up, you know, in Naperville is a great, the great area to grow up in. My parents, you know, I was very lucky and had a good, uh, good lifestyle growing up. So for me, like, I don't want that to go away. So I work and I pick up shifts at work and I do different things like that because I want that extra money, but I'm also putting in the work to go ahead and do that. And for me, like I would eventually like to get, you know, do a different job that gets paid more, but I'm going to put in the work. I'm going to get certifications. I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to do different things like that. But I do genuinely love the work that I do along with it. So it's not like I'm just doing a job just for the money of it. I'm doing it because I thoroughly enjoy taking care of people and impacting families and patients. And it's unfortunate that the type of nursing that I'm in is a lot of people do pass you know, and some of the families, they pass in the hospital. So the credit, the gratitude that families give us, you know, how we impact them and how the patients even say like, you've made today so much better. Like, I love that aspect of it. But I also do know that I am working for money and for a job. But that's not the center of why I'm doing it. Because I could have done, you know, 
could have done an office job straight out of school and probably made triple what I'm making now, but that I wouldn't have been happy. I wouldn't have enjoyed the work that I was doing or be passionate about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great points. Great points. Kelly. Yeah, I totally agree with Chris. Yeah, I think in general, I don't think anyone's going to sit there and say, oh, I, I don't want the money or, you know, that's obviously a factor, but the bigger thing that always kind of resonates more with me is again, just that sense of like compassion that you feel when you work with your different patients. Or for me, it's, you know, I call them my residents. I'm a CNA right now. Um, and I think too, a big thing that kind of helped make me even more like sure in the path that I'm in thinking about it now is with COVID. I mean, me and Carissa both worked through COVID in healthcare and that was really hard to go through. Um, I know my nursing home that I work at got hit really hard. I was working in an isolation unit and it was around the holidays and just people being sick and not being able to see their relatives, especially around the holidays made it even harder. Um, you know, I, I, along with the nurses I worked with, we were really the only people that they got to see on a day-to-day basis. And I remember like going to work and just, you know, people would want to hold your hands, they'd want hugs and stuff, and you couldn't really do that. And especially for, you know, both of us, I know we both had to wear all of the PPE, the gowns, the shields, the masks, gloves, you know, little foot covers, you basically didn't even look or feel like a person to them. Um, Still so rewarding, because you could go in and just kind of sit and talk with them and talk through, okay, everything's going to be okay, the vaccine's coming soon, because at the time it wasn't out yet kind of try to give them hope. And that was beyond just healthcare. That was just trying to, you know, give them some compassion and make them feel a sense of hope in a time where there was not a lot to be hopeful for. And just having that sense of, yeah, like I'm trying to help nurture you and show you that things are going to be okay. That was really rewarding. And it made me realize like, this is why we do what we do. This is why we go to work and we, you know, run around like chickens with our heads cut off and we're understaffed, but we still go in and try to help make these people's lives a little bit better because to me that's more more rewarding than any amount of money could ever be just being able to sit with someone and let them know that things are going to be okay and there'd be times where I would have conversations and we'd both start tearing up or crying and they just you know thank you you made my life so much better same with Carissa how she you know impacts families who are going through probably the worst times of their lives but just having that shoulder to lean on for support I think to me is just the most rewarding thing in the in the whole field. You know, uh, wow. It's like, uh, uh, first of all, that's really inspiring. That's really, I mean, it's it's really heartfelt, like what you're saying there. And, you know, again, I commend you both for what you're doing. Like you guys are really making a difference in people's lives. And I, I think hearing from you both, I'm glad that you've taken some time to reflect on that and really take that in and not take it for granted, right? But it sounds to me, and I think Chrissy, you did a great job right off the back of saying this. It sounds to me that there's a balance right? There's a very important balance that, yes, like it's important to make money because we all want to be able to afford what we want, right? We want it. And we also want to be able to vacation. We want to see our family, see our friends. We want to have families. We want to put food on the table. We want to take our kids to Disney, right? But so you do, so money is important. No one can ever say that money is not important, but it's about balancing that with finding something that you're passionate about, or that you're motivated to do, or that you have a lot of interest in doing instead of just wake up in the morning and be like, all right, another day of work. I don't like my job, but I bring home a paycheck. It's about finding that balance. Am I correct when I say that? You guys both want to, Kayla, you want to you start with that one? Well, I was just going to say something that has actually always come to mind ever since I took your class was a saying that you always would say. And, um, you know, as long as you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And that always just resonated with me because it's true. As long as you are passionate and you love, you know, you love going to work, you love, you know, the people you work with or, you know, whatever your end goal is, work isn't work. It's not something that's going to be like this dreaded, oh, I got to wake up. I got to go put in the time. You're going to be passionate and excited to go to work. And then, you know, you'll succeed and do well and everything else will follow because of that. Obviously, if you're not passionate about it, work is going to be more of like, oh, I got to go to work kind of a situation. So that always kind of just stuck with me and rang true, I think. Yeah. Chris, yeah. 
yeah, I definitely agree. I think it's a, it is a balance. It's a fine line, especially with me. Like I have the luxury if you know, if I want more money, I can pick up shifts at work for extra money. And granted I do three days on four days off, but it is seven to seven. And the work that we do is can be very physically and mentally exhausting. So I have to find a balance even with that when I'm like, Oh, I want this nice thing. Let me pick up a shift. Let me pick up this shift. Because then I start to get exhausted and, you know, burning out is a big thing with nursing, that nurse burnout rate. And sometimes I catch myself after picking up a couple of shifts. I'm like, I don't want to go into work. I was like, ugh, feeling like I just want to cry. I don't want to go into work at all right now, just for like a scheduled shift, not even my pickup shifts. And that's when I have to take a step back and be like, okay, I'm starting to get burnt out. I just need to take a couple of weeks and just do my three days and relax on my days off. And then get back to that balance of really wanting to go into work and help people. So I think that's a fine line because I see it directly when I'm like, oh, yeah, more money. Let me pick up a shift. And then I'm starting to be like, I don't want to go into work. Oh, my God. Going into work sounds like the worst thing ever. And I'm like, all right, take a step back. Go to the pool on your days off. Just kind of hang out, chill, and then get your three days done. And then when I start to feel like kind of rejuvenated again and when I get bored on my days off, then I'm like, all right, now you're ready to pick up another shift. Yep. And, you know, like, and and I'll be honest with everyone too. Like I love, everyone knows I love my job. I would never want another job in the whole world. And, and, you know, I I didn't become a teacher until I'm 30 because it took me a while to figure out through my experience and everything. But I will be honest and say, for example, I got my education degree at Wisconsin. I could have stayed in Wisconsin and got a teaching job there, but I'll be completely honest. I'm not going to, you know me, like I'm very upfront with you guys. (laughs) Um, the reason I looked for a job in the Chicago area, in the Chicago suburbs, which of course the job I landed was at Nequa and I'm still there. And I've only had that one teaching job is because I knew that the Chicago suburbs pay well. And I wasn't, I'm just being honest. Like I'm not going to be around the bush here. I knew that the Chicago suburb teachers paid well, the schools there. I knew that I would be able to make more money than if in other States or in other districts. And I knew that was important if I wanted to have a family and be able to provide for my family, provide for me, et cetera, et cetera. And it worked out. And, you know, like I, now I make a very good salary. Me and my wife are very happy. We have a beautiful house. We have, we have cars. I mean, they're not phenomenal cars. I mean, they're they're Toyotas, right? But we, but we are able to afford all these things because of the sale I got, but I was able to balance both. I was able to balance what I love with making a decent amount of money so me and my family can have a good life. And so I completely agree with what you're saying. And I want to, I think, Chris, you hit on a point here that I wrote down, that was a great point. I also think your well-being and mental health is also extremely important in this whole finding your own path, career choice. Uh, am I correct, Ms. Ed? Do you want to, Chris, do you want to take this and run with it maybe a little bit? Because it sounds to me like that's, where you're going with this, that your, I know your physical health has always been important because volleyball and everything, but also your mental health too, right? Not pay up to any shifts. Do you want to elaborate on that? Yeah, I've always been very adamant about that, especially being in volleyball for so many years, you know, coaches demanding so much out of you on top of that with school, especially in college. I mean, that's a full-time job in college um, on top of the schoolwork and everything and the travel. So for me, that was like always a very big thing to say adamant about. So for me, I've always focused on that for myself. And I know now like living on my own, having my own apartment, my friends always kind of joke around with me. Like I, for me, live a self, uh, self-care lifestyle. I take care of myself. I go do, I get my nails done. I get my hair done. You know, I buy myself nice things and get myself lunch when I want to, because those are the things like for me that make me happy. And I know that that's what makes me feel better. So I go and do all that stuff for myself, but you know, I do pay my bills. I do what I need to do. I get what I need to get done with my money. And then from there, that's my money to do what I want with it. And again, I have the luxury to pick up a shift. If I want something that's a couple hundred dollars and I want it that bad, I'll pick up a shift and I'll go ahead, you know, and I don't have to necessarily budget for it every single month. I just get to pick up a shift and then I can get it. So for me, those are things that are they're really important. And I know at work right now, we're a little bit short staffed and we have, we can get up to five patients and some of the patients, you know, their total care where we have to feed them. We have to clean them up. We have to do everything for them. They can't do anything for themselves. They're just so sick. 
And so when you have a couple of those and then patients that we have also surgical patients that are, you know, in extreme amounts of pain after surgery, it becomes overwhelming. And for a while I was getting very anxious. Like I had, I was having an okay day at work, like nothing was busy and I was sitting at the computer and I had an anxiety attack and I don't know what it was from anything like that. I just had an anxiety attack and I was sitting there and I looked at another nurse and I was like, I, I was like, I need help right now. Like I just, I'm having an anxiety attack. Like I can't do this right this minute. And everyone is super great about that. And I think it's because amongst nurses, we all know that there's a lot that goes into it. It's very physically and again, mentally demanding, especially when we have patients that pass, you know, every week, one week, we had like five or six patients pass on the floor and they were all expected, but still that is just, you know, it's a whole mental battle alongside of that. And I think um, Duke is, does pretty good at that, um, being aware of that and making sure the nurses are okay and stuff like that. But we also, as nurses, like amongst each other, kind of have each other's backs in that sense. And the charge nurse is kind of on the floor is like in, in charge of what patients can come onto the floor and all that from the overhead administrators. And there was one day that we were short and the overhead administrators kept trying to send us patients and the charge nurse was just like, no, like we are so thin already as it is, like you can't do this to them. Like it's, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good for the nurses and it's not going to be good for the patients because the patient's care decreases as well. When we're running around and being like, okay, here's your medicine. Got to go. Sorry if you need anything else, can't help you. Versus being in there for, you know, 30 minutes at a time, getting their rooms cleaned up, getting them set up, like all that stuff. Like, it's just very, it's very difficult. And I, for myself, I do a lot of self-care at home when I'm by myself. I like to journal. I write a lot of stuff down or I'll just take a moment and I'll just listen to some soothing music to calm myself down before bed. And that's what I do. And like I said, I, you know, I go to get my nails done and go to get my hair done. I like to go there's just so many walking paths around here too that I like to go on walks a lot of the time. And of course my dog loves that. So I do a lot of personal self-care um, for myself because I'm very adamant about mental health and I don't really struggle with anxiety in like a clinical sense. But when these past couple of weeks with how short we've been, it's been very adamant for me. So I'm always just like, okay, what can I do to get my anxiety down? Like my anxiety is at level 500 and this doesn't ever happen to me. So I'm like, what do I need to do? to make sure I'm good. So I can, again, help the people that need to be helped. Awesome. Awesome. Kaylee. Um, I totally, you know, I agree that there's definitely a balance between, you know, don't, you don't want to work too hard and stretch yourself out and let your mental health, physical health take a toll. But at the same time, obviously, like, it's not always a bad thing. Um, definitely, like, I agree and feel for everything Carissa is saying. I think in general, there's a shortage in healthcare workers all over the place, um, especially since COVID. Um, I know there's times too where we're short with, you know, CNA, short with nurses. Last night I worked, we had one nurse on the floor. We had 35 residents and she was working nonstop the whole shift. Um, you know, it, it takes a toll on you physically, emotionally. Um, there were times, again, going back to kind of COVID just because that was very real, very recent. There would be times where there was one week that I was on shift and we lost, you know, five people in a week from COVID. And as a CNA, we're the ones who have to help clean the body and get it ready to go out. And uh, that's, you know, it, it was hard. There was, you know, a couple of days where I would literally be driving home at the end of my shift, you know, at 1130 at night. And I just started crying in the car on the way home. Like I could not hold it in. It just, it was exhausting. It was very sad. It was, you know, even worse because the families couldn't be there to say goodbye to their loved ones. You know, you couldn't even let them into the building, which was hard. Um, so I think there is a fine line between wanting to overexert yourself in the field because you want to do them, you know, do as much as you can to whether it's make money or just to help out. Um, but also you have to realize, you know, if you overwork yourself, it does eventually take a toll on you, you know, mentally, physically. I come home exhausted half the time. I know Christia does the same. So you kind of have to find that happy medium where you're still working and, you know, putting in the time, making your money, all that stuff. But also you don't want to let your overall health go downhill. You want to have time for yourself. Yeah. You know, um, hearing both of you, first of all, I, uh, wow, I, I completely, I can't imagine how much you guys gone through with COVID and like you guys are both Christia and Kaylee are both saying how you lost 
he's patient and you know i know chrissy said it was expected now but still like it never never makes it any easier right so i, I i've never been in that kind of profession so I, I just can't imagine what you guys went through so i absolutely respect what you guys have done um you know this is in getting into this topic like as we're talking i'm, I'm writing down notes i'm like this is a whole nother podcast like mental health right which i plan to do but it it's it's so true it's like you can you can love your job you can fall in love with your job and you can like it so much that you start to overexert yourself both physically and mentally to the point where you have to take a step back and really take care of yourself because and I, i'm i'm such a big proponent of mental health i'm like the biggest proponent um i i you know with my wife with my three-year-old, like as she continues to get older I, and with all my students, I think that mental health is so important. And so I'm so glad to hear that you guys do things to take care of yourselves. Like even for me, I, there was a point when I was doing ultimate Frisbee and teaching that my, I was, I don't even know how I was, how I was surviving. I mean, some people would be like, do you sleep? Because I was doing so much work with teaching and running these ultimate Frisbee camps and this, ultimate frisbee club and everything and looking back on it like i think i took years off my life by putting myself under so much stress and now here i am you know i've been gone from ultimate for three years and it's been the best thing for me health wise because i was just in i did love it at the time and i was so passionate about the time but now reflecting on it and yes i have a three-year-old and she's my life now but I was not in a good place physically or mentally at the time. Like I, I think I was, I think I was completely overexerting myself and I'm so much more at peace with myself and an inner peace with myself. So, which again, I think all this is for another podcast <laughs> altogether, but just let's bring it back to, um, I want to do a little exercise with you guys. And I know that you guys did this exercise with me in class when I had you guys as students, but we're going to do it again right now for all the audience members. Um, if you guys have a pen and paper or pencil and paper, or whatever you guys have, um, or you can just write on your phone there. Um, I want you to write down your values, right? So I know that we've done this before. So this is an exercise you guys already done with me, but write down what you value in this world, right? So I'm going to give you guys a minute to do that. All right. So let's dive into your values. So first off, I, I, I'll give you guys mine, um, just so that we can start that way. And then if you guys, then I want to hear, of course, both of yours. So mine, as the audience knows, if they've listened to my values, podcast, everything is family, integrity, humility, experiences in traveling, hard work, and open-mindedness, right? And I've already gone into those in, in previous podcasts. So those are my values. Of course, sure, there's more, but I think those are the ones that really stand out for me. Um, so who wants to go first? How about, uh, let's go with Kaylee. Why don't you go first? Okay, so mine are similar to yours. I wrote down family, new experiences that come from, you know, like traveling different places, um, honesty. And like, for me, I value my religion. I think that keeps me grounded and gives me a sense of direction in life. Um, those are the four I wrote down. I don't know. Those are the big ones. Okay. All right. Chris, yeah. Okay. So I have relationships as both friends and family combined. Um, I value love, happiness, trust, honesty, and then just inner peace just like that sense of feeling okay, you know, just with yourself. Right. Awesome. Like awesome. So now that you guys have both of them down, the exercise I've been doing, for example, I, I ran a, and I'm sure you guys remember this, I ran a C, so we had senior advisory at, at NEQA, and I ran a path, you know, finding your own path, and I had them do the same activity, and it was really powerful. And so the question that I always ask is, does your career align with your values. So if you go through your values and if you think about the career choice that you are either in or going to be in, because I know, for example, for you, Kaylee, you're on your way to becoming a PA. Do you think that your career endeavors, your future career endeavors, do you think they align with your values? So Chris, why don't you, why don't you go first? I think mine do, definitely. Um like the family and the friends, the relationship aspect. I mean, I'm having direct contact with people every single day. You know, those are their friends and families that are visiting them when they're sick. And 
like, I can't say like on some level that I'm their friend or anything, but I'm having like an interpersonal relationship with the patient on a day-to-day basis. And hopefully they, you know, they're happy. I can trust them and different things like that. So I think to some degree they do. Some of them are more just like personal to myself with my own relationships versus, you know, the person that might be in the hospital. But sometimes we do have people that are there for months at a time, you know, and we kind of get to know them on the floor and you get to have them a couple of times and you kind of do build up a relationship with them where the values kind of are there. Um, I think my inner peace value kind of, I have to work on that one in regards to my um, profession. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, I think I have to work on that one. Like we talked about earlier, that one's more of like, I wouldn't say necessarily aligns a hundred percent, but it's one that I have to be very adamant and aware of with what I'm doing. And that's a great point. I think that's a great point that that's an important value of yours and you love your career. So you got to find time and space to make sure that you get that inner peace that you need. So go ahead, Kaylee. Um, yeah, I think for me right now, obviously my shifts and schedule look a little different, but I know as a PA or even as a nurse, something that really stood out to me was kind of that you work, you know, three to four days a week, and then you have the rest of the week off. And I've always known that I want a family someday. I want to have kids. I want to be able to be there and be home for them. Um, So to me, that was really appealing in the sense of right now, it would be nice, obviously, only working the three to four days and then having the other days off for myself. But then one day in the future, also having those days off to spend with my family to, you know, take my kids to, you know, their sports or whatever they're involved in and just be there and be involved rather than, you know, always having to be away or at work all the time. Um, So I think that aligns now and for my future goals. Um, Definitely, you know, with traveling too, that's a big thing that I want to continue doing. And I know as a PA, I would be able to have the time and also resources to do so, which is nice. Honesty, I mean, I'm always honest with my patients and I guess in a sense they are with me. I don't think you have to necessarily, I I don't want to say you don't have to have a big sense of trust, but I think they just naturally do trust you um, because in this career, you really can't lie about anything. You always have to be upfront with them. Um, But yeah, I don't, you know, I think it's great because I, as a CNA right now, I have the same set of residents that I see every day. Um, they don't really change often. So I'm able to build those relationships with them. And, you know, I know them all by name and we have, you know, a great relationship. So I think, I mean, they are honest with me, but I feel like that's more so for me relevant in like my relationships outside of work as well. Um, and yeah, I guess religion too. I try to keep it separate, you know, work in my religious beliefs. I keep them separate, but I do actually work at a Catholic nursing home. So I guess in a sense, it's influenced there. But in general, I just try to use, you know, my values and my beliefs to help me do a jo- do my job and do it to the best of my abilities. You know, obviously, there's times where there's patients who, you know, say something that rubs you the wrong way, or they're just not cooperative. And I just try to like, center myself and say, okay, you know, this may not be the easiest situation, but you're doing it for the greater good in a sense. So I don't know, I kind of use that as motivation or to keep me grounded and harder, more complicated situations, but I don't know. I think I try to use different things as influences, but I don't think that they always necessarily like are impacted directly into work, if that makes sense. No, it absolutely does. It absolutely does. I think that, you know, the point that I was trying to get across is that your career needs to align with your values. And I think both of you hit on that, that it does. You can't, in, in essence, you can't go away from your values, right? You can't like disregard them and say, hey, I'm going to do this because it makes a lot of money or because, I, oh, man, it gives me such good stature or, you know, this, that. Like, you can't run away from them. And you need to pick a career that aligns with them in many ways. Like, just to build off your point, Kaylee, you know, like, one of my values, as you heard, was experiences or traveling. Well, I have my whole summer off. I have winter breaks off. I have spring breaks off. Honestly, like, yes, that was a motivating factor for me to be a teacher. I'm not going to beat around the bush here because it does allow me to get in my traveling fix or to, you know, do this or do that. Like, like this summer I have plans with my daughter to do a bunch of things. Like we're going into Chicago a bunch of times and we're doing this. I'm able to 
fulfill that value of mine with my career. So yeah, absolutely. And I think you guys both make good points. So two more questions for guys. First off, what advice do you have for anybody out there that may be either struggling to find their career or maybe wanting to go on a certain career path and is hesitant or anything of that nature? What advice do you guys have for them? And Krista, we'll start with you. Oh, that's tough. Um, I feel like that's difficult just because I feel like we knew very early what we wanted to do and we like it versus someone that might be in a career and they don't like it, I guess. I mean, I would, I hate to sound cheesy, but just kind of look back at your experiences in life and what kind of, what made you feel most inspired in a moment and kind of like maybe go from there around like, okay, is there like a career path in that that could help me? If there's something that just interests you, you know, look into that. Cause I think there's just so many jobs that people don't realize are out there. Even that, like just meeting people here in Raleigh and then other like friends of those friends and kind of branching out, just hearing what they do or what friends they have that they might do too. I'm like, I didn't even know that was a job that was possible. You know, like those people that like video games and different things like that. There's a whole business aspect of that too. There's a whole another side of that as well. So I think just know what you like and then kind of go from there and see if there's a job in that aspect. Cause I just think there's so much out there that people don't even realize are things at all. Awesome. Awesome. Kaylee. Yeah, I think too, society in general puts a lot of pressure on us, especially like as a high school student, you're supposed to kind of figure out this is what you want to do with life. Now figure out a college, commit to it and go from there. And, um, you know, everyone wants to graduate right away in four years and then go right into their career. And for me, I think that a big learning part of that whole experience was don't be afraid to take your time to truly like figure out what you want to do. Um, and don't be afraid to, to, you know, change your mind or switch up, you know, whether it's switching up your major, or going back to school, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that may not be the conventional way that society wants us to do it, but it's your life. You have to be happy with what you're doing and, you know, feel fulfilled and, you know, it's, it's what you're going to do for, you know, your career. So why don't feel pressured to make the decision right away. And then once you make a decision, don't feel like you're not allowed to change your mind. Because honestly, as high school students, yeah, me and Carissa, we knew what we wanted to do. But there were so many people who didn't. And we're so young in the grand scheme of life. You know, it's it's not wrong for you to want to change your mind after taking a few years. Or maybe you have some experience that makes you want to go a different path. I think there's nothing wrong with taking your time and doing it, even if it's considered unconventional by society's standards. Awesome. It actually makes me emotional hearing what you do. It's like, I'm like, I'm so proud of you guys. I am. I'm like, I'm like exceptionally, you know, it's funny. It's like, as a teacher, you don't, you a lot of times don't touch base with your students as they move on in life. You know, it's very difficult to do that. So having these conversations with you is, is very, uh, very emotional for me. Always. I'm so proud of you both. Which leads me to my last question. I, I And I mean this sincerely, like, like, do you both, you know, you guys both chose these careers. You guys both, you know, found your own paths. Would you consider yourselves both successful? Would you use that word to describe yourselves? Go ahead, Kaylee. I mean, I feel like for me, it's hard right now because I'm not in my career yet. So I, I more so look at it as I'm not successful yet because I haven't gotten there. But I know that I'm going to be successful one day. And I know, like, I'm motivated. I know the path I want to take. And so it's more so just, like, having that idea of I know I want to be successful and I'm going to get there and keeping myself motivated to do so. But also keeping myself humble to know that, like, I'm in between, you know, I graduated college, I have the degree, but I'm not fully where I want to be yet. So, you know, I don't want to I guess I don't want to say I'm successful yet, but I also know that I'm not unsuccessful. I'm just not fully to where I want to be in my career yet. Okay. Absolutely. See? I I know I definitely am. I just am someone that's very, I don't know how to word this. Like, I just always want more. Like, I'm very hungry to achieve more. And I'm very critical of myself. Like, I got 
you know, I graduated cum laude from the Citadel. I have a bunch of different awards, you know, all that different stuff. So I know I was very successful at the Citadel. I was top of my class and all that different stuff. So I look at that, I'm like, I was very successful at the Citadel. I got a job at Duke straight out of school. You know, I've been working for a year already right out. That's successful too. But for me, I'm already like, I'm very competitive and I already feel like I'm a little bit bored. Like I want, okay, I'm like, all right, I'm working now. Okay, but what, like, what's next? What can I, what can I do now? So I'm like, all right, I'm going to get certifications. I want to go back to school. I, so for me, like I'm constantly just wanting to be more successful than I already am. But I know right now, and this fact, like he said, I have to humble myself and look at everything that I've done. And I've been very fortunate to have and do, and I am beyond successful. I've, so far, I've achieved everything I've wanted since I was in high school. I got to play volleyball in college. I got to achieve very highly there. You know, I wanted to get a job right away. Like I kind of wanted to do how Kaylee said, the way society was like, sets it up for us. Like I wanted to be out of the house. I wanted to be working. I wanted that adult life as soon as I could have it. And so thus far, I have been very successful, but I just, I constantly want more. So I keep telling myself that I'm like, you could be more successful. You could do more. You could be better. But I have to just, you know, sit there and look at myself and be like, you have gotten everything that you've wanted and you've worked for it and you have achieved it. So definitely would say I'm successful right now. I think that that's awesome. I do. I, well, first off, I think as sincere as I can say anything, I think you guys are both as successful as you guys. I, I'm unbelievably successful. I mean, like you guys are, it's, you should, have, you should be proud of yourselves. You should, and you should sit there and say, I am successful. And I know Kaylee. And I, and I love hearing C. I mean, C's, she's on it, right? She's like, I am. And I, absolutely. And Kaylee, you are too. And I know that you haven't reached where you need to because it's you need more time. That's all it is, is just more time. But both of you, I think that absolutely you can say that. But here's what here's why I ask the question. Here's what I love to hear. Neither of you two said anything about comparing yourselves to anybody else. You didn't say, oh, well. I look at my other friends and I see where they're at or, oh, but I'm not at this level that other people think I should be. You didn't, neither of you two said that. And I commend you for that. I commend you for that because the only thing that you're using to assess whether you're successful or not is comparing yourself to you. And that right alone is what's going to make you successful. Is that as soon as you start to compare yourself to other people, you're in a lose-lose. You're in an absolutely in a lose-lose situation because you're never going to achieve happiness. You're never going to reach that level because you're always going to find somebody else that's a, that's a notch higher than you or this or that. And instead, you guys are like, no. Like, like Chrissy, you were like, no, like, I've, I've done this and I've done this and I, you know, I've crushed it and I am successful. And I, yeah, I've done everything I want to do and I put myself out there to do. And that was a wonderful thing. And Kaylee, you're just like, it's like, I have this level of expectation for myself. And until I reach that, like, I'm not as successful as I think I could be, but this is the level I set for myself, not comparing yourself to anybody else. And so for that alone, I commend you to, and that alone, I could, I'll end this conversation and be like, those two will be fine. In fact, they'll be more than fine. They will be happy, healthy, successful, and no concerns at all. And for that, like, and I always knew that about you two. I always knew that years ago. So I commend you both. So with that said, hey, I think it was a wonderful, wonderful podcast. I want to thank you both for everything you guys said. Um, anything else you guys want to say real quick? Just thanks for having us. We really appreciate yeah. the character building. We appreciated it back in high school and definitely took it with us. I know both of us took it with us into college and beyond and it's just we love that you're doing this and thanks for having us everything that she said <laughs> i love you both. i do you guys are wonderful you guys are two wonderful people thank you so much i really appreciate you guys coming on
Wow, what a great show, what a great show, what a great show. I got to tell you, again, I can't speak highly enough of the two of them. Two wonderful people. What a great episode. I hope you enjoyed it. All right. All right, looking forward to our next episode. Um, So as always, please subscribe, leave a review. If you are looking for a presentation, workshop, especially this summer, hey, just reach out, email, phone, however you want to communicate with me. It would be wonderful. As always, you're crushing it, so are we. Have a great summer. Have a great time. We'll talk to you guys next week.